the Chair 2 Leaders Podcast with your hosts, Danny Smith and Ben South. If you lead from the second chair or you work with those who do, this is a place for you. We're glad you're here for conversations about the church, ministry, life, and how we can serve better for God's kingdom. Welcome to another episode of Chair 2 Leaders. It is great to be today and and my name is Danny Smith, and I'm alongside Ben South. Ben, how are you today? Man, I'm doing good, Danny. It's a good day. It's hot summer days, but it's good. And heading into fall, school started back. Actually, our kids started today when we're recording this. Uh, we start a little bit later, so we do homeschool, but they go to a co-op, and today's their first day of school. So they're Yeah, that's always fun. You have to get the pictures and all that stuff. That's, that's been right. one of the fun things on social media, the last week or two of seeing people and you know I always um, always like to think I'm still somewhat younger until I see other people my age with kids that are getting senior year or even freshman year in college some even maybe beyond and I think oh no that means I'm probably getting old too but uh, <laughs> that's okay yeah I, um, I love seeing Love seeing those pictures and stuff out there. Yeah, we have a, our our oldest is a senior this year, so we have our first senior year has launched. Yeah. So with our there kids. you go. That should be fun. Yes, we also uh, have one starting the... kindergarten this year, so we've got the full you gamut. The full yes, that's right. That's right. Well, I've just got a I've just got an eleventh grader. He's the oldest, and then uh, you know eleventh, eighth, and sixth. So lots and lots of fun this time of the year. We're back to school. We actually have. Uh, out here in Wyoming, we have another, uh, let's see, two. so they start in another week. So they have one more week uh, to, uh, well, we have one more week to endure. They have one more week to make it that way. But yes, yeah, the time of the year, it's great to um, see kids starting back, families, a little more routine sometimes for uh, folks. And so uh, excited. And, you know, speaking of back to school, uh, our sponsor is uh, welcoming uh, a new batch of freshmen to camp. Why don't you tell us about them? Yes, we are thankful for our sponsor, Central Baptist College in Conway, Arkansas. They have a program for those of you who are in ministry, who maybe started a degree, um, but haven't finished and you want to finish the degree. So if you need to finish that degree, but you don't think you have the time, the Pace College Degree Program at Central Baptist College in Conway, Arkansas has a proven in-class, hybrid, or online format that will work for you. They have different degrees that will fit what you need, and they can accommodate your schedule. They understand you can't quit your job and move all the time, so they've developed this flexible format that will help you. They've helped adults do this for over 20 years. So visit them at cbc.edu slash online. You can apply for admissions, get going on finishing your degree, and plunging forward into ministry. So visit them at cbc.edu slash online. Yeah, always grateful for Central Baptist College. And, you know, today, Ben, uh, we've been talking about really the next couple of uh, episodes that it's just you and I being able to uh, just talk about leadership in general. I mean, this podcast is called Chair Two Leaders and uh, you know, over the years that I've worked on a church staff, there's always been adjustment periods. Um, anytime somebody new comes on the staff or you're new on the staff and, um, you know, there's not always a handbook, so to speak, for um, staff dynamics. I mean, I think there's probably more today than uh, there was, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago. But for sure, I think sometimes in ministry, 
um, part of being a chair two leader is just how do I, how, how do my strengths, how do my weaknesses, how do my passions play along with the strengths and the weaknesses and the passions of other guys or uh, other people on staff. And so we thought it'd be fun today uh, just to throw that topic out there and begin to talk about it. So I'm thinking specifically just about a chair two leader and you're a long time, long term chair two leader. Uh, maybe we can just get you to start us off thinking about that dynamic that sometimes, uh, you know, uh, we it floats out there. We know it's out there. Maybe we talk about it internally, but sometimes maybe our churches don't know it. Uh, maybe uh, we see other staffs and they just seem to just be everybody's best friend. And how does that dynamic work? Let's talk about that dynamic of strengths and weaknesses and passions and goals and desires and all that stuff. Yeah, it's one of those things you have to know just kind of your sweet spot for ministry. What where is your what is your strength? Now, when you know your strength, it doesn't excuse you from working in other areas. It's like, well, I'm not good at this, so I don't have to do that. No, you still have the responsibility to do certain things and, and keep going in that direction. But knowing what you're good at, knowing your strengths will help you to flourish in ministry personally. It'll also help your organization, your church, uh, flourish as well you know, when you know what your strengths are. Uh, one of the things that uh, if you study leadership, you're going to see this terminology probably is the SWOT analysis, S-W-O-T, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats that you really need to identify. Uh, a lot of times we see that in the context of an organization. We need to identify those things for the organization, but it's important for us to do that personally as well. So I think maybe we'll talk about some of the personal side of identifying our strengths and then organizationally how we can apply that as well. But when you do this analysis, one of the good parts of that is that you're you're just analyzing who you are, uh, what you need to be doing, and how you do that well. So when you know your strengths, you can really begin to leverage those for greater good for the ministry, for the kingdom. Um, so you need to look at identifying those. I, I think some of the things when we start to identify what our strengths are, we, we've got to look, okay, where am I naturally successful? Uh, where am I just, when I do these things, things just seem to go well. Um, what am I good at? What do I enjoy doing? Uh, what are the things in my job that don't seem like work? Uh, for some people, that's going out and talking to people or visiting people or going up to people in the hallway and just their, their interpersonal skills is a great strength for them and they've never met a stranger and they're always going to be just out there talking to people, just whoever they are, they're going to be talking with. For me, that's not necessarily my strength. There are other people who have strengths more like what probably I do that, you know, things like, uh, working on bylaws, constitutions, setting up the plans, the background stuff. That's something I enjoy doing. That's not like work to me because it, it's it's fun. Um, so certain things like that, when, when you're identifying your strength, find those things that if I could do this all day, I'm okay doing that all day. Um, if I do this, this is when I really feel fulfillment, enjoyment when I'm doing these types of things. That'll help you identify uh, some of your strengths. Yeah, and, and identifying, I think it's a great, great word to use because um, there are a number of strength finders and strength 
uh, surveys and, you know, you can get locked in to take in something like that all the time, but just having that uh, internal discernment, that awareness to say, hey, here's what I enjoy. Here's where, like you said, that doesn't feel like work and then being able to work that within a staff um, uh, to be able to recognize that in others, that awareness that we need. Um, you know, we know in ministry that there are certain things that we've got to be able to uh, do well. We've got to be able to love people well. We've got to be patient with people. We've got uh, to walk with people through life. And so, you know, being able to identify what some of our strengths are uh, in terms of ministry, in terms of just who we are, such a critical, critical factor in that. Uh, one of the things in scripture uh, I love is, um, are those times that Paul in his writings would list, you know, five, six, eight, ten, twelve 10, 12 people uh, who were all part of the ministry network that he was in. And so really it's a biblical thing to work with other people in unity. And we know this, but it's not always easy. So yeah, I think identifying is, is a huge part. Um, there on your church staff, Ben, you've got guys, again, y'all are somewhat unique in the sense that you have a really long-term in-place staff um, there with you, but you just hired a guy. And so does that come into play when you hire someone to think how will they fit into this staff dynamic in terms of strengths and weaknesses? In other words, y'all already look and go, okay, Ben, this, you know, this stuff that maybe other people don't like working on behind the scenes, background stuff, you love that, or maybe over here, you've got this guy that loves this. So um, how does that factor into what y'all do as a staff? Well, I think you look at each person's uh, abilities and, you know, as we, most of our staff has worked together for several years. And so when we go to identify a project, we're like, well, this part of this, hey, Ben, you're the one who needs to care for this, or you have this other pastor, he needs to care for this part, because it's within their wheelhouse, their strengths. And so it's in those strengths that you lead out the best and strongest, the most naturally. And so when you're leading in those things, it's less like work for you, more like recreation, because you just are enjoying and you're, and you're doing what you are created and designed to do. And so when you, when you do that, it helps everything flow better. You know, You've heard, I'm sure, and many have said, you know, lead from your strengths. Um, and you need to do that. So in those strengths, you need to let them carry the weight of the other things. It does not um, minimize your responsibilities of areas where you may be weaker. But use leverage the strength you have to help carry along those weaknesses. Um, but you can't just operate only in those strengths either. You have to branch out because if all I did was the things that are my most favorite that I'm strongest at that I'm the best at doing there are a lot of parts of ministry and work in any environment that aren't going to get done because there's everything is across the spectrum and even though I like this one segment of it the most I still have to do all these other things so what I do is I let that area where I'm strongest carry the other areas of ministry help pull it along. How can I, you know, if it's more as administrative type things as your strength, how can I move that into these other areas? How can I organize it better? How can I plan better? How can I set up systems better and these things to help me do these areas where I may be weaker? So leverage your strengths to, um, to carry along your weaknesses. 
Now, I will give a word of warning here, and this is not original to me. I've heard it a long time, and I really don't know who originally said it, but it's a, it's very true. Anytime you let your strength, though, get out of balance, it turns around and becomes a weakness. So a strength out of balance becomes a weakness. So you've got to be cautious that you don't just say, well, I'm, I'm such a people person that I'm always just talking. Well, if you do that so much, you don't get anything else done. Therefore, it brings detriment to the rest of your ministry because you're not getting other things that need to be done because you're only living in your strength and you're only doing that. So you've got to be careful that not to let that strength go unchecked and only develop tunnel vision maybe for that um, that area of ministry and that function because if you do, when you do, it's going to become unbalanced. And anything that's unbalanced eventually is going to fall. Yeah, it's never a good thing. And, I, you know, I'm I picking up there on a couple of things that you said that I think is really worth uh, uh, thinking through. So one is not being afraid to lead from your strengths, you know, uh, embrace this God-given strength, these God-given um, uh, skills that uh, that you have. And and honestly, again, if you're having trouble identifying what your strengths are, and, and I know especially as a younger minister, Ben, I, I would get asked that question, oh, what's your strength? And I remember thinking, well, I don't know what my strength is. And, uh, you know, I, you just have to ask people. You, you know, there are certainly uh, some... Um, there's some, uh, oh goodness, I'm going blank, surveys, appraisals, whatever that you can uh, that you can take. But really, it, it is growing into them so that you can lead well out of them, but also, like you said, not getting unbalanced in them. Um, I, I see this sometimes happen in congregations. They'll take a, um, a spiritual gift inventory and somebody may go, okay, well, I'm a, I'm a mercy person. Uh, so therefore, any administrative stuff I'm not going to do because I'm a mercy person. And we can do that uh, on church uh, ministry staffs as well in that chair two or even chair one, where because it's not your uh, most natural giftedness that you uh, you, you want to lead from where you're gifted at, but at the same time, you refuse to kind of step into some of those other worlds that you know, frankly, life and ministry is just too messy and it's not just clean, cl clean cut lines. And so maybe take this a step further. I think this leads to an idea that there are natural giftedness things that we do well, natural strengths, but then adapted strengths as well. I'll tell you, I'm not a constitution writing bylaw person. Uh, I will say though, and maybe this is another episode. Uh, I had somebody tell me early on in ministry, they're like, man, make that one of your best friends because somebody in your church has, you know, but, uh, but it is becoming adapted strength where I'm like, you know what? That's not my favorite thing to do, but I am comfortable sitting down with that document. I'm sitting down with a person writing it. And so I, I think we have to, as we think, leading not getting unbalanced i think sometimes we have to go okay what is my natural strength in this strength i don't think strength in this is the right word <laughs> well, sounds good welcome to chair two leaders where we make up words um we've got our natural strengths but then we've got our adapted strengths as well maybe the context you're in requires that you're wearing every single hat of every single ministry um or maybe you can just close the door to your office and do your own little slice of the pie either way that adaptedness is a key part of leading well, not getting unbalanced. Yeah, you've got to look where your strength, know what it is, know what you're good at, know where you, where things come easy for you, I would say. 
Um, and then how can I leverage this, move this into the other areas where I'm not as strong to make them stronger? Don't let your strength become an excuse not to improve in other areas and not to engage in other areas. That be, that's when it's going to become that weakness and it's going to turn and flip and, and not going to be a, a, a helpful thing. Because in ministry, I've seen people do that. They'll say, well, my, I'm good at this. I'm good at studying and, and, and just uh, I'm good at diving into the scripture and those kind of things. Um, but they so focus on that that they lose the relationships or they lose the other things. And so what they're good at becomes a detriment because it, people look at it and say, well, that's all they do. That's all they can do. So use your uh, strength to help you develop other areas and to let it be the engine that moves everything. But don't let it be the only thing you have. You know, a car has to have a good engine. And that's the strongest part of the car. You want it to be good. You want it to be functioning well. Um, but if all you have is an engine, you don't have the tires, you don't have the steering wheel, you don't have the, the seats and other parts of the car, the car is not going to go very far, even though the engine is very powerful and it may run smoothly. If you don't have the other parts moving along with it, the engine is not going to go very far. So I think moving it, let that engine, that strength move you forward. It's such a great illustration and I certainly don't want to press it too far about the car, but you know, there are measures put in place when they build that car to muffle that engine noise, make that car, uh, not feel like it's uh, you know it's just designed for uh, buffering some of those louder more um, sharper edges so to speak and I, and I think part of our strengths we have to realize that God brings other people into our life to buffer some of that to be able to say Ben you're so good at this however remember Joe is not good at this so be patient with him giving time because the natural inclination is I'll just do it myself and now all of a sudden we've turned ministry into just what we want to do what you know it's just about our deal that's my ministry and so um, getting that buffering letting other people get involved who maybe have a same desire maybe one day will have um, the kind of strength that you have in that regard um, you know people are adapting just like we are and so we are modeling what it means to let our gifts let our strengths uh, be something that God uses to help grow other people in their faith, but also other people helping us grow in our faith. Because just because we're good at something doesn't mean that we're doing it the right way, that it can't be done better, that we can't learn uh, new ways to do it well, to be more efficient. And so our strengths are such a tremendous part of the ministry. And we tend to think about them all the time just because of nature of ministry. Uh, but at the same time, God brings other people into our life to help buffer some of that, to help soften some of that, to help give us uh, just a, a better way uh, to use those strengths in everyday life. Yeah, that, that's exactly right. Now let's let's turn this conversation for the last part of the, today's episode and, and talk now organizationally, what does this look like? Because we know personally we need to identify where we're good so we can leverage it. As an organization, we need to do the same thing as well. We need to be doing that survey and, and analyzing our church, our ministries, organizations to see what are we strong at. And I don't know that many churches just intentionally identify this. I think all churches, all organizations have a strength. They have those things they're really good at they know probably what it is, but they don't analyze it to a point of realizing, okay, here's where we're strong and here's how we can use it to help otherwise. For example, 
some churches just are, are very good at good quality deep Bible study and they become Bible study churches and they just focus on that say, well we're good at this we're good at this and instead of saying yeah we're good at this this is what's been successful here that's what's reaching people this is what's uh, easy for us to do we're easy we're able to recruit people into this ministry because it's strong it's growing we just kind of pigeonhole there and stay there instead of saying okay this is a strong thing how can we use this area of ministry to strengthen the others as well where we're maybe not as strong maybe we're good at bible study and teaching but we're not as good at fellowship and community so how can we help those the stronger one bring the other one along or maybe you're strong in the community. Maybe you've got great uh, friendships and uh, relationships going within the church. People are always with one another doing things in that community aspect. But, but the, there's not a deep diving down into Scripture. How do we take that community then and leverage that to move it into um, making the other area stronger as well? So we need to identify the strengths of our ministry and it's quick i mean you can probably look and say okay here's what we're strong here's what's the things that are successful people want to come to this they are faithful to this we don't have to beg people to come do this um it's easy to recruit volunteers for this maybe it's kids ministry maybe you've got a really dynamic kids ministry and people are volunteering all the time you've got more volunteers than you need i don't know if that's ever the case in children's ministry but theoretically well, then how do we leverage that for the other areas where we're maybe not as strong? How do we use that excitement, that strength to grow people into leadership in other areas or for other things to happen so that the whole becomes stronger? You Again, using that strength as the engine to drive the whole vehicle. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think being able to identify, all right, here's a church, here's where we tend to be really good at. What are those A's we need to approve on? But really, this brings up organizationally a trust factor as well. Um, what we're saying is, hey, there are areas that maybe I'm not so great at leading in. Um, it's admitting, it, okay, if we're talking strength. In some ways, organizational is admitting weaknesses, and that's just really not what we're good at. So there's that trust factor that comes involved that says, okay, if Ben and I are working on a uh, leading a church, it's just the two of us, maybe there's another one, uh, whatever the case may be, it's okay if somebody else uh, steps into a leadership role. So let's say you're a senior pastor listening to this, and your associate pastor is very good at a particular project skill, you know, utilize that person. Don't feel like that you're trying to measure do people like me as much as they're going to like him. Uh, if, if he does really well at this, will it be the, the King Saul thing? You know, I have my thousands, but David has 10,000s or whatever it may be. That's kind of an odd, you know, because we're not killing anybody. But you, you get what I'm saying. There's that jealousy. We've got to trust that it's okay that somebody else can step up and do something well. It's, uh, it's not a bad thing for people in your church or community to go, hey, listen, that staff over there or that chair two leader over there, they are doing a great job. So we've got to trust. We've got to be secure enough in our walk with the Lord. We've got to be secure enough in our relationships as a staff that organizationally, if somebody else gets the spotlight, it's okay. It's not taking away from how you're gifted, what you're good at. 
Instead, it is, if we're using the machine analogy, analogy it takes all those parts working together well uh, because you can't just have a carburetor. You got to have the rest of the, the engine uh, in there. And uh, I would like to get props, by the way, for knowing that a carburetor uh, is part of an engine. And so if somebody could note that for me, that would be Duly noted, and I too am aware that that is a part of an engine, and that's about the extent of what I know about it. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, Danny, I, I think it's been a good conversation. I, and I think just to kind of wrap this up, identifying strengths. We kind of go through ministry sometimes just coasting and saying, okay, here's what I, I'm just doing these things. But the next time you come through those days and, man, I really enjoyed today. It was a good day. I fulfilled. Chances are what you were doing that day is one of those areas of your strength. Maybe you were doing hospital visitation or nursing homes or making phone calls and contacts with people all day, and you just feel energized by it. Most likely that's one of your strengths. Uh, if it's if you were doing organizational structuring or bylaw writing or dealing with policies all day and you just just – ready to go because you're excited about that probably that's one of your strengths so when that next day happens like that look back and say hey here's what i did today let's uh, are these my strengths and then begin to look for ways to use that strength to strengthen other areas those things that you don't like doing maybe that you push off to the end of the week use your strengths to help you build those things yeah absolutely and i think uh, i'm excited about this ongoing conversation um, don't don't be upset if it's not your strength. You know, and we'll talk about that another time. Trust that the organization that God has put you in, um, that all of you are parts of this great engine for the kingdom of God. And so embrace that. Uh, love others. Trust the Lord to work it all out. And any struggles you're having, uh, there's a novel idea. Just go talk to those folks about it and uh, pray about it and let the Lord handle that. Yep. Thanks for joining us this week on Chair Two Leaders. Make sure you subscribe, comment, review wherever you listen to podcasts. That helps others find us as well. Have a great one. We'll catch you next time. You've been listening to Chair Two Leaders. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for the latest updates. And make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to Chair Two Leaders wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening.